morning, everybody. Welcome to Feeling Breakers. Happy Election Day. Good morning. Yay. Good morning. <laughs> We're so excited this morning. Our Sailing Breakers for this Election Day um, are three local women who are running for office. And we're really, really um, just thrilled to have them with us this morning. I'm going to be talking a little bit about their campaigns and running for office. We hope this is an inspirational show this morning for voters out there going to the polls, getting ready to go to the polls. Maybe you already voted, um, but really um, just uh, um, elated to be able to have these women on to uh, share a little bit of their time this morning. So I'm going to go through and do some um, real brief introductions, and then um, we want each of you to kind of share just a little bit about yourselves and your story. Um, so with us this morning, we have Laura Lombard, who is running um, as a United States representative in the 4th District, um, which includes Cedric County and Wichita. Um, we also have Kelly Reed with us this morning. She is running for Cedric County County Clerk. Um, and I believe, Kelly, and we can talk about this a little more later, this is one of the first times this race is even a contested race. I don't think our, mm. our current county clerk has had a contender for a while. So um, thank you for stepping up thank you. And, and running. Um, and then finally, we have Sarah Lopez with us, who is running for Cedric County Commission District 2 here um, in Cedric County. So thank you again um, for joining us this morning. Um, and we're going to start, um, and I'm just going from the top of my screen. <laughs> I don't know how it looks for everybody else. Um, but Laura, if you could start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we're going to get into kind of the reason you decided to run and some of that a little later, but just a little bit about yourself and your career. Sure. Happy to. Um, so I'm a Wichita girl. Grew up here, here in this, this great city. Uh, went to KU for my undergrad, and then I left the, the state for about 10 years. Spent a couple of years in Chicago just getting some uh, some professional experience and then went on to get my master's at the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies, Washington, D.C. While I was there, I started uh, I started off as an intern with the Cohen Group, which is a consultancy that uh, was started by former Secretary of Defense William Cohen under the Clinton administration. That translated into a job um, after I graduated with my master's. Spent a couple of years there doing anything from, it was defense related, it was health related, energy, uh, we did commodities, you name it, we touched it. So it was a really great opportunity for me to gain a lot of experience in a lot of areas, learn how the government works, both from the legislative branch and the executive branch, uh, did a lot of foreign work there as well. So that really started me off in, in more of a, a business consultancy um, there doing anything after that my, my passion had been uh, for a long time really understanding why you know I was I was a, a senior when 9-11 happened and I really wanted to understand why why things happened <laughs> so I became interested in the Middle East uh, ended up starting an organization that helps businesses understand how to do uh, do work in the Middle East and part of the plan around that was that countries that tend to do more commerce together to have more business relationships tend to have better relationships across the board. So did that for five years, uh, traveled around the United States and the Middle East, uh, talking with different companies and whatnot. Um, and then came home to Wichita four years ago now, almost exactly four years ago, and ran in a special election. Uh, got some really great experience then in terms of, of how the Democratic uh, politics work in, in the city and, and in the, our area. Um, ended up working for a company that does workforce development online. 
helped them grow their business um, for two years, did some consulting also with the Clean Energy Business Council, ran in the uh, the primary two years ago, so got my name out a lot more, which has prepared me in a really big way for this year, learned how to campaign and, and everything. So, and here we are today. Now I am, uh, I am a mom. I have a one-year-old son and just running a, a great campaign and really excited about the results today. Awesome, awesome. And you're also, you teach um, courses at WSU as well in the Middle East, Middle Eastern history, is that correct? Um, at uh, Friends, yep. I'm over at Friends doing, I teach a, a class on Monday nights and did it last night, in fact, <laughs> right before the election. Uh, we learned all about Iran last night. So that was, that was uh, an interesting class. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all the things you juggle while also running a campaign. Yeah. And yeah. we'll kind of touch on that a little bit more, but nothing else stops when you run a campaign. Does it? That, no, it doesn't. Yeah, very good. Very good. All right, um, Kelly, if you could kind of talk a little bit about your background in history. Sure, thank you so much. Um, I am an educator at heart. That's uh, what my bachelor's degree is in, is in education. I taught school for a number of years at the middle school level. Uh, and then I moved into higher education, which is really where my passion is uh, and, and really where I kind of got my start in, um, in trying to increase representation for folks in, uh, in science. And that was particularly my focus early on in my career. Uh, I work for a wonderful organization called SOCNES, which is the Society for Advancement of Chicanos and Native Americans in Science. Uh, that experience uh, really introduced me to the importance of policy work. And prior to that, I considered myself, you know, I tried to stay away from politics. I did not want to be political, uh, did not want to have political conversations. And I think that really changed uh, my perspective being uh, introduced and, and surrounded by researchers and scientists and uh, folks who are working to um, change policy and again, increase representation in science and research uh, and education. Um, those early experiences really kind of formed um, the passion I carry with me today uh, and encouraging people to uh, to run for office even. Um, and uh, that along with my experience in student government, I, I feel like really has prepared me well for this role. I, I spent six years uh, really helping the next generation of public servants uh, become their best and really harness their leadership capacity and, and abilities, uh, recognize their skills and, and put themselves out there to uh, represent students at the time. But uh, most of them were political science majors who had aspirations well beyond what they were doing at the college level. And so, um, you know, I, I like to say I'm kind of a, um, a jack of all trades. I've had experience in retail. I've owned uh, a few small businesses. I manage um, rental properties here in the area that we own. Um, you know, I, I feel like uh, all of these things kind of have culminated at this point. Um, in those in those couple of experiences, I, I really served as uh, an administrator. I was um, serving at director level, uh, doing marketing and communications for SOCNAS, and then I was the associate executive director for Associated Students, which is the student government at San Jose State. Uh, I'm a three-time boomerang back home, so born and raised in Kansas. Um, I have my eye on the conversations around talent and talent leak in our state, and I recognize what a huge challenge that is um, and how important it is to really elevate our state in terms of um, attractiveness, quality of life, 
uh, getting folks here that um, may have not wanted to consider this before and, and staying here if, you, if you're from here and, and lending your talents and your skills to your, to your home. So um, I'm, a, I'm a mother, my daughter's 27, she lives out in California. Um, I am living here with my mom and my sisters and my wife, and we have quite the, uh, the commune here uh, in terms of support for one another. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just so excited to be here today and, um, and, and sharing my story. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Well, uh, I just have to say, um, you do not look anywhere near like you could have a 27-year-old daughter. <laughs> so kudos to you on that. Uh, um, you look amazing. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm in a uh, master's of public administration program at Wichita State. I'm surrounded by so many young folks who have so much passion and drive. And sometimes I feel like, what am I doing here at 50? And I just turned 50 this year. So Wow. I'm young at heart. I've got a lot of drive and a lot of energy and just ready to, to give back. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Um, all right, Sarah, you're up. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Hey, everyone. Um, you know, I don't have nearly the background that these two incredible women that are on here do. I, you know, I, I was kind of a a late bloomer, I would say, you know, I had kids really young. And so I kind of focused on on that. I had my first daughter when I was 17, my second at 19. So um, when they were little kids, I decided I was going to go to school to be a nurse. I was working at St. Francis. I started there when I was 18 doing like nurse aid type work and going to school to be a nurse. I was pregnant with my second daughter and we had just, it was just a terrible experience where I was in a room where a baby passed and it was like seven months, contractions, the whole thing. I dropped out of nursing school the next day. I was like this, I can't do it. So took a little bit of time to try to figure out where my calling was going to to Wichita Technical Institute. I think that's my phone. Sorry, guys. Um, so I went to Wichita Technical Institute for their IT program. I transitioned um, after I graduated from nursing to technical uh, via Christie, and that was 10 years ago. So I've just really kind of put my head down in the last 10 years and, and worked. I've been promoted five times. I started at the help desk, and now I do the IT hardware management for the South Central part of the country with Ascension Technologies. So I do a lot of audits, a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of fun like that. So I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but you know, I'm, I'm, I really enjoy what I do right now. And, and I'm, I'm excited about this future that could happen. I mean, we'll know tonight. Um, my passion really lies with helping the community and, and being active there and, and helping with people's lives. One reason, you know, I love where I'm at is because Ascension accepts patients that are, you know, uninsured or underinsured. And that's always been extremely important to me to make sure that everybody has access to quality health care. And, and so kind of taking that mindset and that background of healthcare and technology into the county, I think is going to be a huge addition because they are the board of health and, and because we haven't really had anybody technology driven um, serving on the county commission yet. So I think both things are really going to help go forward. Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a single mom. I have three kids. They're really kind of my my reason to be doing a lot of this. I want to leave the community just better than I found it for them. Uh, my number one kind of go thing that I that's really making me push to do this is mental health care and making sure that we have access to that. I think uh, we need it in the stigma. And then, you know, I, I've always been open with the fact that I go to therapy and, and I have a close relative who struggles with addiction. And so just kind of seeing all those things firsthand, 
makes me realize, you know, where we can do better as a county. And, and those are kind of my pushing factors. I'm actually wearing a We Support You, which is a WSU initiative to help, you know, with suicide prevention. And so I wanted to try wore this today. And if I had any pictures or anything since it's election day to, to kind of just get that word out. So, I mean, that's that's me. I don't have a, I wish I had a bunch of other <laughs> stuff I could tell you, but that's, that's really about it. I mean, I would love to further my education later on when my kids are a little bit older and, um, but here we are, so. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think you all three touched on um, several different things, you know, starting with you, Sarah, of kind of, um, you know, women oftentimes don't feel like they're enough to be able to run. And I think you're a perfect example of being more than enough and being more than capable. I mean, all three of you are, um, you know, women oftentimes have to be asked several times <laughs> to run for office. Um, and so a lot of times we don't see women running and we don't have the representation of women because there's this um, uh, underlying um, feeling that we we have to have more on our resume we have to be you know have, have other things going on um, but you know Kelly kind of touched on you know the not wanting to be political and then I think women more than anyone understand a lot of times how so much of the personal becomes political mm -hmm. and I'm such a firm believer in women running for office and women being representatives and policy issues and resource allocation because of women's experiences um, how, how they live their lives, what they've experienced as mothers, as sisters, as caregivers, um, all the things that we experience um, make us more than capable and we need that representation in office. Um, as well as, you know, we talked a little bit before the show, kind of inspiring other women to run, that sort of domino effect of when women are running, it helps inspire other women to run and hopefully it is young women who want to contribute back to their communities and want to stay here and we you know can attract and retain young talented leaders um, to continue to push our communities forward um, so with that though um yeah. sarah you kind of spoke on it a little bit um, but if you could all um and again I'll, I'll start in the middle now with kelly if you could all kind of talk a little bit more about your specific decision to run, and maybe even more specifically, why you're running for the office that you're running for. And we have people watching on Facebook. We have Danielle Johnson says, yes, come on with the powerhouse panel. Ebony's watching. Um, hang on, Joseph, Joseph Shepard's on. He says, this is a powerful view. Thank you all for what you do. I'm so proud of the three women on the screen and on the ballot this year. Yay. So lots of people on. Make sure you guys are commenting and asking them questions and joining the conversation. Uh, well, I, I think we've touched on this a little bit, but the main reason that I decided to run is because someone encouraged me to. And I cannot say enough how important it is to use that uh, encouragement and, and get folks considering what's possible. And, you know, you touched, Renee, on this. People um, have a tendency to kind of underestimate uh, women. Uh, and I can, you know, generalize that a little bit, although it's, um, you know, difficult to put it, put it in a box, I, I guess. But I think we're underestimated a little bit. And I feel like we have the power um, within us 
to make decisions like this, um, to carry them out to the best of our ability and to provide a model for other people. We just sometimes don't recognize it in ourselves. Um, you know, I, I was listening to Sarah say, I, I don't have the same types of qualifications. And I wanted to jump in and say, you absolutely do. You know, um, don't discount yourself. Don't underestimate yourself. Uh, yeah, someone encouraged me to run. Um, I, I uh, particularly was attracted to the role of county clerk because of my service to other governing boards uh, and my training and leadership that I've provided to other governing boards, in particular to student government about um, public meetings, uh, how to run a public meeting, open meeting law, how to handle public records requests, how to handle conflict with one another. Um, how to come to a decision collectively and have that be the decision that you all move forward with um, with confidence and the confidence is in the structures that are you know provided and in, in the case of student government they wrote their bylaws you know students wrote their bylaws if you want to um, change the structure and the process for how things happen you have that power and I reminded them of that every day um, and I, and I, I think that um, taking that um, into account was, was, was really part of my decision. And I also you know, heard my daughter's voice in my head early on in this process. And she said to me when she was maybe 17 or so, mom, the power lies in local government. The power lies in local leadership. That's where you can really make a difference. And um, you know, those, those kinds of, of, of words really carry me forward and help me to encourage other people to consider something that they didn't believe was possible before. Um, and so I, I, you know, don't ever, ever underestimate um, the power of your encouragement and your inspiration for other people. Uh, you may not even realize that you're providing it. Just a simple word of, hey, you ought to consider this could really spark something and plant a seed that they may have not um, thought about before. Um, and, and I'll stop there. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. no, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And I think so many times too, um, that it's so powerful for women to run and then for women to win office. Um, because um, you know, I tell the story all the time about how when Lacey and I ran, there were five white men on the county commission. Like there were no women, um, and there certainly weren't any anyone of color. And so it um it plants the seed in your head. I mean, we talk about representation and how it matters, but it really truly does when you don't see somebody who looks like you yes. sitting on a government, um, in a government body or on a board or, or anything like that, you get this um, kind of thing in your head that that's not for me. I'm not qualified for that. That's not where I belong. Um, and it really, I experienced that, you know, full on when, I was approached and, and people started talking to me about running for county commission was I'm not qualified to fit on that. I don't belong there. Like clearly that's a place for men, um, which was really dumb, <laughs> but, but that was my initial thought process. And, and it really did have to be, you know, encouraged, you know, people saying, no, absolutely. You know, um, you have the experience in the background that would make you, you know, somebody that that should be on that on that board. Um, so I, I just I, I enjoy hearing other women's stories. And, and again, I'm just so thrilled to see so many women running because it does create that mental space um, for other people to see that that there's, you know, that you do belong. 
Um, we're largely underrepresented. I mean, yeah. more than half of the, you know, we're, we make up more than half of the population and, and less than a third of elected positions, you know, from national down to hyper local. I mean, we, um, we're largely underrepresented and, um, you know, I, I think that we bring unique perspectives as women, as problem solvers, uh, as visionaries. Uh, as conflict resolution managers, you know, there you can apply, and it's about how you apply what you've learned and what your experiences are to your current situation, but it's also about self-efficacy. And um, I think that self-efficacy really helps drive uh, forward what we're able to accomplish. And if you believe that you have the capability to accomplish something, to figure out um, how to solve problems, uh, you are a, a step ahead. And so I, I try to encourage folks to really build those, um, you know, their self-worth so that they can own the experiences that they have and um, find strength in that uh, for themselves and for others. Absolutely, for sure, for sure, for sure. And in kind of continuing with the representation, Laura, talk to us a little about running for the fourth district, especially in this year where we have um, women running all across Kansas for the US um, House of Representatives, which is uh, pretty historical and um, just a really cool time to, to be running that campaign. It is. Well, and, and uh, yes, yeah, so there's four of us who are running for the congressional seat and, of course, Barbara Boyer running for the Senate. So Kansas is, I think, the only state that has all women running across all federal offices. Arizona also has them running all uh, congressional as well, but, but pretty incredible for us. And if, if, not if, when we all win tonight, we'll be sending a good group of, of women to, to D.C. and start working on that issue, Kelly, that you brought up that, you know, we really are underrepresented both at the federal level, all different governmental levels, and of course in business and, and in other um, other parts of society as well. So, so when we win tonight, that's going to be a big uh, a big boost here. And then of course we'll be adding in women across the country and in, in all different levels. And beyond just the federal, this year I think that there's been more women running at all levels of government here in Kansas. Kelly, you running for county clerk? Sarah, you running you know, for for the county commission? so many women running for different state level seats too all across the state it is going to be a huge year for women really adding our numbers um, into into again all levels of government my journey with running for the congressional seat actually started four years ago after the the first the, the last presidential election it really was a reaction against uh trump winning <laughs> yeah i was at the time i was still living in dc on election night and I just remember that feeling after he won, that kind of hopeless, you know, where is our country gonna go? How, what, what, what can I do to really fight and, and make sure that our country goes in, in a direction that, um, that I personally think is very positive. And then also understanding too that, you know, I had, I had left Kansas, you know, I've been gone for about 10 years and uh, just realizing that those of us who are Democrats who are from, uh, now I'm going to say historically red states because I'm not sure Kansas is going to be red after tonight. But um, but that those of us who were Democrats and had left really need to come back and fight at our in our homes, you know, where we were from. And Pompeo, of course, got elected or not elected, got appointed rather to be the CIA director at the time, so that opened up the seat here. I had people both here and in D.C. So to your point about people asking you, um, I had people in both locations say, "Hey, you know, why don't you go back and?" 
and try your hand at this. So I did, you know, it didn't work out the first couple of, of attempts, but it's really been an incredible journey. And I think I'm, whatever else is true of tonight, I'm super excited to have kind of finished what I started uh, four years ago. And I think that's a big piece and something I want to teach my son that you, t- you, you finish what you start. And tonight, regardless of the results, I've done that. And I think that's a pretty big personal win. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, really important to me. This year, you know, I will admit, I didn't initially think that I was going to do that. I didn't think I was going to run, partly because I just had a, a little baby in, um, a year ago in October. And I wasn't sure being a first-time mom how running a campaign and balancing a new baby was going to mesh well together. But by January, February, you know, um, I realized that it could. And I uh, started talking with the party started getting calls from from the party officials and saying hey can you would, would you consider this and by the way if you do you will be rounding out all of the the women um who are running at the federal level this year it wasn't for sure because you know there was a couple of primaries going on but still it looked it looked pretty safe that it was likely to be all women coming out of the primaries and that was something that uh i couldn't pass up uh definitely wanted to help round out the the female uh the female group that we've got going on um, now are Sunflower Sisters, as we call ourselves. Uh, we as a group, you know, we've been extremely supportive of each other. This last week I was co-campaigning with Barbara Boyer here in the 4th District all over. Uh, Callie, Michelle, and I have struck up a really strong friendship, and, and Sharice has been um, you know, in that as well over the last you know, about month or so that she's been kind of in with us with our texting that we do every day to support each other. So all of those things, you know, made this a really incredible journey. And then the, the, the two big reasons for me running this year beyond those things, um, one, of course, wanting to make sure that we're really fighting for a future for our kids, you know, having a son and looking ahead and thinking, if we, what is this going to look like in a year, five years, 10 years, but, you know, by the time they're our ages. Uh, so really wanting to set the trajectory of our country in a positive light from here on out. So that's, that's number one. Number two, also showing that, you know, as a, as a mother of a young child, it can be done. You know, that, you know, as an issue, not just in politics, but in business, this concept that if you have a young child, you're not going to be able to perform your jobs in the same level. Um, it's still very endemic in our country and something that was very important for me to show. No, you can have a small child. You need help. You don't do it all by yourself. I mean, you have a community um, that's helping you. I'm, I'm thankful that I have um you know, family around around that and, and a lot of good support. Hi. Hi Kyle's here. So family. <laughs> um, so the family right there and, and, you know, extended family as well. And I think um, all that's helpful, but really just showing you can run a campaign, you can run a business, you can be in your job and be really successful and be a really good mom too. It is possible with help to do both. And that was something that's really important. Um, for me to show this year. And, and again, one of the wins, despite what happens tonight, one way or the other, it, that we've done that. And that's that's pretty incredible. Absolutely, for sure. And I think, Laura, you have been such an inspiration because you have been able to show um, kind of that sometimes when you decide to run for office, you don't always win your race. Right. Um, you can still, you know, you still, life doesn't end. It's not the worst thing in the world, you know? No. I mean, Sometimes people are afraid to run because of the, the fear of losing. Um, sure. And I think you're just a great example of, you know, persevering and, and continuing to move forward and, and continuing to be very successful and, and have, you know, a fulfilling life, 
even when you don't always, you know, win the races um, beforehand. I'm, I'm definitely rooting for you tonight, and I, I think we've got a good chance of, of getting you in that seat. I think year. we do. I think we've got a huge so. chance. And let me actually add one point to what you just said, that I think one of the things that we as candidates, but also the public needs to continue to think about is that every one of us that runs is moving the ball forward. So whether we win or lose tonight or, or in any race that you may run, you are doing the work that is going to get someone there at, you know, at some point and investing in that, investing your time, your money, your, your effort, all of those things. We already have won. All of us on here have already won, whether we win the actual race or not, because we have moved the ball forward. We have, we have created an environment um, where again, like the next person, uh, maybe the person if we don't make it tonight. So that's that. I think all of these things are wins that you kind of have to acknowledge outside of the win or lose the actual race. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great point. And and I just you know that's something again as, as somebody who did not win my race that I mm -hmm. definitely champion and and try to encourage people to continue to run um, because it isn't necessarily about winning um, that actual race. Um, a lot of people who run for the first time don't. You know, right. when their choices, it's just, you know, statistically speaking. And so you do have and to. It's learning. You learn every time you do it. It's like, you know, in entrepreneurship too, you know, you know, that you may not succeed every time and that's okay. But as long as you've learned something and you take that lesson into the next venture, then you've succeeded. <laughs> so. And it's very inspiring because Renee had to go do all these panels and talk about how she didn't win. <laughs> which I know is not easy to do, um, but I think that that was inspiring and that let, you know, other women know that, you know, that it's possible and it's not always, yeah, always going to end up that way, but you have to keep trying. And we know Renee will run for something again at some point, right? She better. <laughs> She's absolutely better. And, and to echo that, Renee, I mean, you really have been an inspiration for a lot of people, women, men across the board. And, and I, you know, I want you to know that, that I look at you and I'm like, <laughs> she's so impressive <laughs> yes Rihanna uh, Rihanna Pierce I mean as you guys know running a campaign is is grueling and it's hard and it was you know it like I said I slept the entire day after election day that's my plan it was you know not um easy I'm not gonna sugarcoat it but um you know I hope that people have been able to see that there is life after after um an election and even if you do lose that you, there's so many things that you've done in all of that time and effort and money um to move, move the ball forward like you said. absolutely Rihanna okay. Pierce says thank you all for laying the foundation for women to come after you so I think this is the most discussion we've ever had, and this is a different day and different time than we typically do this. So it shows how inspiring all of you are and how much everyone is, is rooting for you today. Absolutely. So Sarah, you sort of spoke on it a little bit, but if you want to kind of talk a little about your decision to run and especially for the, the seat that you're running in um, and just kind of give us a little um, a background on that. Well, I mean, I have been kind of involved in local politics for a while, but I was the person who went to the events and like stood on the side and watched and tried to learn as much as possible, but I wasn't, you know, in the front, I wasn't talking, I wasn't trying to make those moves. Um, we kind of went through an issue with my daughter a few years back where she um, was targeted for her sexuality at school and just what she went through at that time. I mean, I'm sure you all know you you mess with our kids like you light a fire under women that you don't get to just 
turn off. So, um, so we fought that. We worked with the USD 259 school board, got their non-discrimination policy updated to include sexual orientation, uh, gender identity, and gender expression. It was after that um, that I realized, you know, you don't have to have the background that, you know, so many politicians have. You don't have to be a man. You don't have to be in your 40s or 50s. Like, you can do, you can do things. You can make that difference at any age, um, regardless of your background. And so I really kind of took that into consideration and thought about, could I run for something one day? What would it be? And, and what would be the best fit for my background? And so we were at, I was at, I think, the Vagabond or something one night with a couple. Oh, with, good. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, and then the Lacey crew showed up and she's like, if you're going to run, you need to run this year against Michael. And, and I was like, you know, I have heard that he's the best campaigner on the Republican side, that he will raise five times more money than me and that there's really not a chance. And, and so I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to try it because I think we need a strong candidate. And I think my background, um, it really works best for the county just because it is in healthcare and it is technology. And those are two things that are very much needed right now on our county commission, especially this year. I mean, we had no idea COVID was going to hit at that time, but I think that makes it even more important to have someone with that healthcare background. So, I mean, that's kind of what did it, just getting that in my ear and, and saying, you know, you should do it now. I was thinking if I ran, it'd be like in 10 years, my kids were older. And just because, you know, balancing a full-time career and my three kids and being a single mom and trying to run for office, I mean, it's it's not an easy thing. And I, I, I want to encourage other women to run, but I also want to be as real as possible. It's not easy. You have, I mean, I was working like a hundred plus hours a week and I was, you know, I was taken away from a lot of the things that I would typically do with my kids. I wasn't taking my kids to practice. I wasn't, you know, my daughter's in soccer. Her whole life has kind of revolved around soccer and playing in Kansas City in here. And, you know, I couldn't go to tournaments in Kansas City. I couldn't take her to teams in Kansas City anymore. And it's just, it's a big sacrifice. Um, for the last month and a half, they've been pretty much staying with their dad. They catch the bus here every morning and ride home. So I get to see them every day. But you know, we've really just had to focus on, on the work here. And so while I want to encourage as many women to run and I want to be there in any way I possibly can, women on both sides of the aisle, just getting more women representation, I think is huge. And I would love to help with any woman who's, any woman who's really thinking about the possibility of running. Um, but I also want to be very real at the same time and, and let you know it is hard. And, you know, we hear about like mother's guilt a lot just in career, in your career anyway, but I mean, the mother's guilt through this process has been probably the hardest part of it. I mean, I I have pretty thick skin, so I can take, you know, a swing from here and there that I figured would be coming anyway. Um, but really just not getting that time with my kids. And, and we talked about this a lot. You know, it's going to be like a month or two that mom's really going to be absent. And, and, and saying it and living it is two completely different things. So I think just making sure that you're open, um, with your family and, and what's, you know, the reality of it. Um, I'm, I'm a very huge, like pro counseling, pro mental health, pro therapy. So I go to therapy. I was going every other week. Now I've been going every week, every Monday, my <laughs> Mondays are for mental health. Um, but I, I just to make sure that I'm in a good place. Um, when things were kind of where I felt most guilty through this process, like I brought my kids in and we did like family sessions to make sure we were all in a good place and, you know, making sure that they realize that it just, this has an end date. Like this is not, 
this crazy, crazy isn't going to last forever. So um, I, I really encourage women to run. I think we need more women to have other women's backs. And, and instead of thinking there's only one woman in a room, so we need to do everything we can to be that woman, we need to change the mindset and really say, how can we bring another woman with me instead of how can we keep that woman down? So I think women running is awesome. I hope I see so many more women running. I hope that we are, you know, having some I have success tonight with all of us that just, I think that changes the game in so many ways. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, Mondays are for mental health and that you have thick skin. That was something that I wanted to talk about. Um, I think for women like myself, we are too, a lot of us are too afraid to run because we are afraid we don't have thick enough skin to take it. I know as a business owner, if we get a bad review, um, I take that very personally, even though I know I shouldn't. Um, how have all of you um, been able to kind of overcome some of those comments or um, any negative feedback that you've been getting and, and any advice for, for those wanting to run on how to, how to get through that? I'll go. Um, so, you know, for me, it's been interesting because the negative feedback for the most part comes, you know, comes from the, the opposite party. Um, but a lot of it hasn't been anything really specific to me. I and mean, it's the same, same attacks that we all get, you know, um, so it doesn't feel personal. So that part, I'm pretty good about letting roll off of me. It's, it's annoying sometimes, but it's not hurtful. Um, I found this year. More, I think, the, the harder ones are when you have someone from your own party say something negative. You know, say, oh, you don't have a chance of winning. Or, you know, I'm not going to support you because I don't think you can win. Or whatever. You know, all of those things. I think that that hits to the heart a little bit more because they're supposed to be on your side. <laughs> you know? And, and it goes against, I think, something that we as a Democratic Party or whatnot needs to work on is again, that investment into, even if you genuinely don't believe that person can win, still invest in them because again, maybe they don't, but the next person will because of you. So I think Kelly, you said it, or maybe it was you, Sarah, you know, we've, we've done this on the backs of past, you know, James moved the needle 10 points forward comparatively to previous congressional candidates last time. So, you know, that got me that much further for this time. And, you know, if I don't pull off a win tonight, we know it's going to be a close race. That we do know. So if I get to a five-point loss rather than, you know, what was happened two years ago, that's a huge movement so that in 2022, whoever decides to run then is really within in, in so many ways. I mean, they'll, they'll be able to fundraise a lot better than I was able to because of past results. They'll be able to... Um, you know, people will believe in it more. I mean, it just, it's, it's a huge movement forward. So I think for me, it's that, that's, those have been the moments that, that I've, I've felt the most pain is when someone from our own party says something negative and um, rest of it, you know, again, you know, we're always going to be called certain things from the other side that that's just their, the way that they do it. And um, it's unfortunate and it, it hurts in the sense of it's a lie, but but it's not personal, whereas that feels more personal. And I think that's something I'd like to let the public at large know, like, don't do that to your own candidates. You know, believe in us um, and, and fight for us, because that is how collectively we're actually going to get across that finish line and make wins happen. And I would I would completely agree with that. I mean, I've, I think signing up for this knew that 
I was going to get hit by the other side. And, you know, just kind of the first thing I was told to do when I decided to run is to go and look at your past. This was probably not the most fun I've ever had, but look at your past, find all the mistakes that you've made and, and be ready for all of that to be aired. And so really trying to dig through that and yeah, that, that <laughs> thankfully I've, I've been pretty boring besides, you know, having kids really young. So that was, that wasn't too bad, but you know, I think, especially for me, I, I feel like when I walk into a room, I kind of walk in with two strikes against me anyway, because I am a woman because I am Hispanic. And, and so I've kind of felt like that a lot in my career. And I really had to feel like I have to do twice as much. I have to work twice as hard and I have to do twice as everything to get the same kind of success that, you know, my counterparts might get if, if they're, you know, a man. And so I think, bringing that into this has been a huge, a huge help, honestly. And, and then I think women like you, Renee and, and Lacey running last time has really kind of laid that groundwork. I mean, I, I say to so many people, you know, Lacey has really kind of opened that door for me and, and to allow me to come in. And I think just like Laura said, the more women run, the more normal it becomes and the more we will see success. I, I think I read a statistic once. It's like for every hundred women, one wins. And so that's like, we, we have to break that. And the more women we run, then the more women are eventually going to win. And so it is, it's extremely important. And, and having tough skin, I mean, it's, or thick skin, it's hard. I mean, it's hard. I, I, reading comments is never going to be easy because people can be so mean behind the keyboard with a fake profile and, and that's all it is. They're just trying to get in your head. They're trying to make you hurt. And, and unfortunately, some people are extremely unhappy in their lives and they feel like the only way to make themselves feel better is to break someone else down. So really trying to just tune that out and know that, you know, their comments have nothing to do with you. They have to do with who they are and, and you know, where they wish they were, I guess. And, and so I think just taking that into consideration, it's not personal and having a support team to lean on and making sure that those people really have your back and, and that you know you can come to them if you're frustrated or upset. And, and I think just, just that, I mean, we have to change the mindset. We have to really start believing in other women and really helping women and, and supporting them no matter what. Thick stab at that thick, thick skin question. Um, I've been sitting here reflecting and, and I feel like it's really about a mindset or it's really about what we tell ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis in every moment uh, that comes up where we feel um, self-doubt or we get um, criticized or uh, someone tells us, don't bother, you won't win. And that's what happened to me at the beginning. I had a friend who um, passed along a message from someone um, well-established, a well-established woman professional in the community who said, tell your friend not to bother. If a, Republic is a, if, if a Republican is running, they will win. It's a plum picked position, the clerk, you're, you're never gonna get it, don't waste your time. And I printed that email out and I have it up here on my board and it's a reminder every day to keep pushing forward. And it's about what we tell ourselves and what we tell each other too how we um, use our words and our language to um, create our reality, whether that's in our head or whether that's what we say out loud to people. It's a shifting of perspective and it's about possibility. It's not really about winning and losing. It's, you know, should I just accept this advice 
and say, I'm not going to bother because someone thinks that I can't. Um, first of all, I don't think that's um, good enough. I don't think that that's a good enough reason for us to sit on the sidelines and not participate just because uh, for 12 years, you know, someone's been in my seat and it's a Republican and, you know, led the GOP for the state of Kansas and all these things. And I was scared, to be quite frank, at the beginning, because I thought I'm I'm in to be attacked. I, you know, the attack ads and the political ugliness um, really um, I had to come to terms with that early on. And to not only say I won't take part in that, but I actually won't listen to that either. I won't, my campaign team will not do attack ads. We will not take part. I was actually really proud um, to pick up the phone yesterday and call my opponent and say, hey, um, you know, congratulations on running a clean campaign. I thank you for that. Um, I appreciate the, um, I appreciate that we were kind of both above board and it, in a way, it's a, it's an example for what politics can be in Sedgwick County when you have when you have two party um, two people in two different parties coming together and running a clean campaign. I mean, here's my here's my opponents. Um, you know, this I, I'm I'm putting it out there. This is a clean clean uh, piece of of literature. It came to my house to my mother, and I I thought you know what I'm going to pick up the phone and call him and thank him for that and wish him the best of luck. Um, you know, win or lose this evening. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, sit back and, and be worried about being attacked. Um, I don't think people should worry about that, um, you know, worry about that either. We, we're all under the public eye and there is there are plenty of criticisms that could come our way, regardless of where it comes from. Um, so, you know, it's, it's what you do with that ne negative feedback, how you handle it, how you use it to um, fuel your fire and your drive. Um, you know, I, I have this here at my desk because it inspires me. Yes, my opponent inspires me to keep going. Um, you know, I uh, and and yeah, that's 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 the thick skin. It, it's being able to rise above your own um, doubt, uh, rise above the criticism. Uh, you know, in 2020 is a special year. We've got um, you know, women have the right to vote. Not all women, of course, but um, we we did celebrate that in August. And early on, I thought, if if not now, then when? It's, you know, 2020, it's not just enough to say, I have the right to vote. I have the right to run. I have the right to represent. And we have to uh, own that with strength and humility uh, and confidence and say, yes, we, we can do this. Um, you know, it's perseverance. It's um, resiliency. Um, you know, it took me until I was 30 years old to get my bachelor's degree. And here I am at 50 checking, a, you know, checking something off my bucket list. Anything is possible. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's all about how we handle it and what we tell ourselves. Yeah, beautifully said to all of you. Thank you all so much. Um, we're starting to wind down on our time here this morning, so um, we promise not to keep you guys super, super distracted for too long. Um, uh, and so I just want to reiterate um, on my behalf and on behalf of our audience to the thank you again and the gratitude for this campaign season and everything you can have to put yourselves and your families through. Um, to get to this point. Um, it is a happy election day. Yes. <laughs> um, it's very exciting and very inspiring um, to be watching these races today. Um, and I just want to wish you all the best of luck. You know, we're all in your corner. 
Yes. We talked about before the show, it's kind of all in the voters' hands now. And so you kind of just get to sit back and watch results come in, which is terrifying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been there. Um, but, um, you know, win or lose, you guys have already, you know, won your races because you're yes. here. You're the um, man in the arena or woman <laughs> in, in this occasion. Um, yes. But you're the, you're the ones who are, who are out there, you know, doing it. Yes. Thank you all. Um, 